Well, hello, podcast listener. It's Eric once again. Welcome to the Fish Sticks Comedy Podcast. Thrilled that you continue to tune in. Uh, we got episode six dropping here with my friend John Guarnero. I think you're going to really enjoy it. But before we dive in, I want to let you know we've got a couple of shows. If you're in the North Texas area, Friday night, October the 4th, we are at Bent Tree Bible Fellowship in Carrollton. For our monthly show there, it's at 7.30 p.m., and it's free. Come on out. On Saturday, October the 19th, we are returning to Soma Church, uh, also known as 101 South College in Waxahachie, Texas. That show is at 7 p.m. Uh, tickets are available online, and last time it sold out, so you may want to jump on that. Uh, you can get tickets at uh, 101soco.com slash events. That's 101soco.com slash events. As always, if you're interested in some Fish Sticks comedy, check us out at fishstickscomedy.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on the Grams. Uh, you could email uh, Tammy at uh, fishstickscomedy.com. That's T-A-M-M-Y. If you're interested in booking, you can also call us toll free at 833-4-STICKS. That's the number four and the word sticks. Here we go with the John Guarnero episode six. Enjoy. Fish sound awesome you sound amazing yeah. i am in a um, great mood today feel great and oh ready good. to chat with you is that is that a, a usual thing do you usually feel great and good yeah i i, I would say oh, so yeah. i feel oh, really blessed um just things oh. are going very well in my life right now awesome good good to hear um hello listeners it's it's eric again welcome to the fish sticks comedy podcast uh, once again, with me, I've got uh, my friend John Guanero. Uh, he's one of our Milwaukee sticks. Uh, and man, John, I haven't, I feel like it's been, I guess we just saw each other in May. Right. Uh, we did that big fish stick show together. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long time. I, I don't see you enough. I need to get back up there soon. Oh, great when you um, guys are down here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John has been a, part of fish sticks for a long time and i'm sure in, in just a little bit he uh he'll get into that a little bit uh i think you you're kind of considered one of the holy trinity of the three uh three i shouldn't say holy trinity that uh but the three <laughs> the three founders you know yeah. you, you had that meeting with those two guys and uh, started up this this whole mess but uh, we'll we'll probably get into that some in a little bit too. Hey, you mentioned right before we uh, we hit record, uh, you made an iCarly reference. I, I got to bring that up. Uh, my do. daughter was a huge iCarly fan, and in uh, you know, an uh, extension, I guess I became one because she had that show on all the yeah. time. Yeah, and my daughter's nine, so she just to her it's on you. Oh. So oh. she loves just watching it and laughing, and and it's it's a good fun oh. show. You know, it 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 was it was a funny show. The the older brother, uh, yeah. Spence, Spencer, in my younger days when I was a few pounds lighter, uh. People would say I reminded them of Spencer, I could, and I thought it, I I thought it was that. the highest. It was the highest compliment. I was like, hey, "Yeah, that dude." 
if, so, if awesome. I think it's very possible. I could, you can totally be a doppelganger for that guy. Oh, gee whiz. Uh, yeah, he was hilarious. That was one of those shows where I felt like if you're a grown up and you're kind of forced to, you know, have that on the TV for, you know, because of your kids, it was still one that the jokes were funny and the, the comedy was, you know, smart and, and intelligent. I haven't yeah. watched it in a long time. Uh, but but anyway, let's I don't know that we want to have the iCarly episode of of the podcast. So uh we'll <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh so John, tell me um I, you know, and I don't really know much of this story. I I don't know that I've heard a lot of your sort of improv comedy origins. I know it comes through a little comedy sports and and uh, but, but I don't know the details. So uh, why don't you kind of take us back and tell us where you discovered this uh, this craziness? Well, back in um, the late 90s, I was working for a company. I was like a computer programmer, what is known as a mainframe programmer with the green screen. Oh, wow. Some of your um, listeners oh, may wow. remember that old caveman type of computer programming. <laughs> and basically, I was just doing my time 40 hours a week, um, just yeah. going every every day to work. And I felt like life was passing me by. I was very shy. I wasn't very social. I'm still a little introverted, but I was like super introverted back then. I, I yeah. didn't have a lot of friends. Frankly, I wasn't dating much, anything. I, yeah. You know, I had a job, but, you know, I knew God had more for me than just working. Yeah. And eventually I went to a comedy sports show with a friend and I was in the audience and I was like, Oh, he should have said this. Oh, I would have totally said that. <laughs> oh, he missed this. Oh, give me a break. What is he thinking? And my yeah. friend was yeah. like, you know, it's not that easy when you're up there. And yeah. I said, yeah, that's probably true. And when we were walking out, I, we saw a flyer um, that they were offering workshops. And I stepped out of my comfort zone, which was very, very hard for me. And I actually went to um, started the workshops, and in less than a year, I became a professional player at comedy know. sports. Had you, had you done any type of performing before no. that, or was getting up in front of an audience just completely? School plays, new? you know, school plays oh, when yeah. I was in third and fourth grade, where my mom said I was sure. the best tree, you know. <laughs> right. That that was about but, it. So when I oh, went, wow. then I had a knack for it. I loved it. I started becoming more social, more you know, interactive with life, if you will. And I think improv really opened up a part of my life that the Lord wanted me to also go down yeah. that path because he knew from the beginning where this was going to lead. So I'm yeah. very thankful. Yeah. And that, you know, we, we hear that, you hear that all the time where people recommend like an improv class to someone who maybe is not interested in pursuing improv, but you know, it helps with this in your job. It it gives you confidence just to get up in the business meeting. And, oh, you know, we, we all know how improv can benefit just about anyone, you know, in, in any kind of season of life or whatever, because it just it's a fun way to learn how to interact with people and right. how to, uh, you know, think fast and respond yeah. And uh, that's cool to, to hear you say that. It it pretty much sounds like it changed your life completely. And it really did. And I wanted to pass it forward. So once I really started getting into the improv life, if you will, I started to teach 
um, like, you know, business improv for professionals to help them with their soft skills. And it was just wonderful seeing people come out of their shows and seeing myself in them. And a lot of people have emailed me, still keep in contact with me, thanking me for helping them open up. And that just really gives me great pleasure to know that I had a little teeny, teeny, tiny bit to hopefully open a different aspect of their life. Let's let's talk for a minute just about that. We'll kind of get back to your journey uh, in a second. But if if there was like a a, a corporate type uh, person listening and and thinking, oh, I wonder, you know, what could me bringing an, an improv person to to speak to my employees or do some kind of workshop? Like what you know, sell that, sell that to them a little sure. bit. What what would improv in a in a corporate you know, workshop setting, look and feel like and accomplish? Well, one of the things that when I talk to people or corporations who are interested, it's about soft skills. Uh, There's a lot of people out there, Eric, that are great technically, that great process wise. But the soft skill aspect seems to be a hidden, you know, a hidden art that's not being used very well. So what improv does is help you to look at your coworker in a totally different light. You see the fun side of them. You support each other in the exercises that we do. Um, you know, yeah. there's shared leadership. There's um, being in the moment, um, things of that nature that are improv principles that you can use um, when we do these workshops that all of a sudden we have a, you know, I'll start at eight in the morning, the workshop and everybody will be quiet and everybody. And then like by, by nine o'clock, 10, after we've done a few activities, everybody's like laughing, having a great time, interacting and bonding as a team. When you bond as a team and when you have trust, that you guys have acquired doing these little activities that we do, all of a sudden your production starts to look, you know, very different because you're working with people that you like. You're working with people that you see differently. They're not just the guy who approves my work or the guy who builds a report for me anymore. They're the person that I went something through with personally and we bonded. And a lot of companies have told me that production really spikes after one of our improv sessions. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love the the fact what I tell people is just the simple fact of you're forced in an improv scene to take, you know, uh, what other people are offering instead of you running the show. And and yes. for especially for certain types of people, that's really hard to do if you sometimes feel like, you know, it's easier if I just do it all myself or. Mm-hmm. I'm right and no one else, you know, everyone else is wrong. Like it's, that's a skill used in anything, business, you know, education, you know, just social circles. It, that skill of forcing yourself to come out on stage uh, and listen to what somebody else says. And you got to roll with that. You know, even if you had an agenda, when you stepped out on stage, if you thought, oh, the scene's going to go here. You can't do that in improv. That's a, you know, that, that stops the scene immediately. So you're forced to kind of take input from everyone around you. And that's uh that's one of those skills that's uh, vital. So, uh, Oh, I, I agree. And once yeah. you get those soft skills, matching your technical skills, all of a sudden you have high performing teams and great productivity and hopefully bonuses and, yeah. and things of that nature. Uh, so back to your story. So uh, 
you, you started performing at comedy sports uh, as yeah. like their professional uh, troupe or whatever. Uh, and then, and then what happens? Well, I was performing fairly regularly there for about four to five years. Um, then all of a sudden, um, what happened was that my father passed away, not unexpectedly, but still it, it hit me pretty hard. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I took sort of like a sabbatical leave of absence Okay. and I didn't feel like I wanted to be funny anymore. I just, not that I felt guilty or I had a good relationship with my dad. It was just like, I didn't, my spirit and my soul was going through grieving sure. that I, I didn't feel like laughing or making people laugh anymore. Right. And I wanted to take a step back from comedy sports because um, I, I saw some things that I didn't necessarily uh, felt comfortable with anymore. And yeah. all of a sudden, you know, I had known Dave Russ for several years. Um, he approached me um, with an opportunity that him and Wit were going to start a group called Fish Dicks Comedy. And we were going to be more of a Christian improv team come from that angle. And that was yeah. something I was very interested in. And I hadn't performed for about a year. So I wow. got back on the horse, still had the, still had the fastball. I hadn't <laughs> lost the fastball yet. That's good. And we were able to really click because it's, it's about chemistry. You know, when you yeah, have chemistry sure. with, with people that reflects on stage and that makes it very attractive to the audience that these people not only are making me laugh, but you can tell they're having fun doing it. Right. And, you know, I consider Dave and with like my, my personal, like, you know, like my brothers, not just brothers in Christ, but brothers, that's how important right. they are to me. Yeah. Dave mentioned on his episode that you, and he mentioned your sister, I think, was she yes. doing improv too? How yeah, much she started of off, but okay. she sort of, once it got more deeper than 101, she thought it was too much stress and she didn't okay. feel like continuing. She enjoys it, but I think yeah. it was more, hey, I want to try something new, but I'm not right. sure I want to go that deep. Yeah. Well, he just, he had mentioned in his own personal walk, uh, you know, where he had become a Christian kind of while he was doing improv. And he mentioned how you and your sister were a huge encouragement Yes. You know, to him in those days and, and what a big part of his uh, not only improv journey, but, you know, just his life journey that that you guys were. And so when you and, and he and Wit kind of, uh, you know, got together and started this whole thing, it was just kind of a it was kind of a God thing of, of three. Oh, buddies. It really was. Yeah. It really was because God can see the the whole spectrum, if you will. So he knew where we were going to go with fish sticks and we had this beginning and we let him lead us. And, yeah. and, you know, Dave was in a position where God was dealing with him. God was dealing with me that, you know, there was something bigger. I never yeah. really saw what we were doing as possible ministry, but now yeah. that, you know, we've done it for so long for over 10 years now, it, yeah. it, there's really been a lot of ministry moments that I will, treasure always in there, like in my scrapbook memory, if you will, of right. improv that whenever I'm feeling down or whatever, I, I can go back to that and see how God was able to use us to help people who yeah. were in need at the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's a little hard for me too, just in the sense that like, sometimes we think of when the stuff that God wants us to do for him like, doesn't it have to be like a sacrifice and, right. 
you know, uncomfortable. And this improv thing is just like the greatest thing I do, you know? And so it's like, how can something this fun and something that makes me feel good, which, you know, you, you kind of get uncomfortable with if you're trying to be humble and you're trying to be, right. you know, uh, other centric, as we say. And, uh, you know, I, I, I try not to feel guilty, but you're like, ah, I just, I love being up there and the love when the audience says, oh, you're so hilarious. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't seem like that's very Christian, I guess, or, or whatever. And so when God gives us a gift, it's okay for other people to appreciate that gift, whether it's someone who has a great anointed singing voice or if someone did a great Bible study. I I think as humans, sometimes it's hard for us to accept someone giving us a compliment without saying, well, now you're not humble anymore. And I think we can still be humble because if you have a servant's heart, and that's what I try to do in my life and my, as a, as a family man, as when I'm at working, um, I try to have a servant's heart and, and know that, you know, there's a limited number of, of, you know, years that we have on this earth. And while I'm here, I want to not only represent the Lord, but, but honor my family and, and, and everything that I do in life. Yeah. And yeah, and that's right. And, and improv is awesome because it's not a solo thing. And so the whole point is, you know, making the other, the other player look good and supporting each other and doing this thing together. And so it's, it, if, if you let it become a, look how awesome I am, you're kind of doing improv wrong at that point. Oh, I agree. And I get, I get more of a kick when someone from my group or someone that we've brought up along the ranks, like newer sticks, if you will, when they really hit that, you know, a great scene or a great line, I get, I get just as much a thrill of them doing it than me doing it. I just, cause, cause we're all part of the same body, if you will. And when, you know, we're a Christian family, but also an improv family and, and it's okay to, to say, wow, that was just great. How did you come up with that line and not sound too like, you know, arrogant or things like that. And and as long as we're taking it in the right spirit and we don't let our head get big, because, you know, sometimes the enemy can slip in the door anyway, you know, you know, then all of a sudden it's not, you know, the God gift, it's you. So we just got to be a little careful with that mindset. But I've never really run into into that in our group um, since we've started. But but it is something that you still want to protect against because we are human. We are, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. still on Earth and we have to make sure that we're doing this for for God's glory and not our glory. That's how I try to live my life, that everything I do is for the Lord's glory and not mine. You and I, I did a show with you up in Milwaukee at, uh, well, I guess it was Witt's church. Um, you know, it's that old, that old theater. Is that his church? Yeah, That's his that, church. Yeah. That, that had the balcony and. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and I remember we were, we were playing, um, uh, the, the text audience texts. Right. And, uh, what I remember about that scene or the moment I remember about that scene, and actually I'm not going to remember exactly what was said, but you had a phone and I had a phone. So uh, listeners, if you don't know what I'm talking about, so we do this game where we borrow two cell phones from the audience and we ask them for a, not only the cell phone, but 
a text conversation, like open up to a text conversation that's that's lengthy, that maybe goes back weeks, uh, that's, you know, family friendly. And uh, and so two of the players will have these phones with just this long text conversation. And then a third player is kind of a neutral player. And um, the two that have phones, as the scene goes on, they can only all of their dialogue has to come from these text conversations. And the third neutral player can say whatever, and they end up just having to justify all these crazy things that are being said by these two other characters and try to make it make some kind of weird sense and so that's the game and so john and i were playing and i think wit was the the neutral player and i just remember this moment where you know it was saying something and you looked down at your phone that you had and your response like you just read a you know whatever was in front of you but the response fit what he had said like almost too well like it was <laughs> I just remember the audience reacting and you even turning the phone to kind of show the, like, I, I promise I didn't make that like, up. Promise, yeah. Like I, I literally read that thing. And of course I don't really remember what it, what it was, but I just remember that moment was so pure and I'm back trying not to laugh uh, and not break character, but it was one of those little moments that you can't plan that, you, you know, it just happens. And it was so perfect that you had to prove you know, to the audience. Like, I, I, I know that sounded like I, uh, you know, made that up, but uh, I wish I remembered what it was, but uh, it was yeah, like hilarious. I, you remembering it correctly. It, it was something that fits so well that the audience could have been doubting the, you know, how right. true it was. So I just wanted to let them in. But yeah, I know, <laughs> I know what I said. I know how it sounded like, yeah. but I read what it was. Yeah. I personally love those moments. Some people would say like, Oh, you're not supposed to break the fourth wall and you're not supposed to wink at the audience. But I'm like, yeah, we are. I mean, it's fine. And so uh, I do that kind of stuff all the time. But, yeah, uh, it's good to let the audience in on it, on in yeah. with us once in a while. Yeah, and that's what I love about fish sticks. Kind of what God is doing with fish sticks, of me being able, you know, I, I've I've known you for years now, but we don't we don't see each other much. And and when I get to be in a show with you or with any of the Milwaukee, and now with the Atlanta folks, and you know, it it does exactly what you're just talking about. It it allows me kind of in a selfish way, I love that I get to play with all these different people from all over with different backgrounds, different stories. And, uh, and we're so far, I've been able to just fall into the groove with, with everybody without, you know, any problem at all. And just an art form that kind of allows that to happen where people that maybe don't even know each other very well can get up on a stage and put on a show I mean, that's that's kind of mind blowing. And, and that's what I love about, you know, fish sticks being in so many different cities now and, you know, God's blessing and we're growing. And, uh, you know, I just can't wait to get back up there and play with you guys or, you know, hook up with the Atlanta people and, and, and play with them. So it's just, yeah, I can't even believe that, you know, I get to do this. So yeah, it's, it's a, a very a very interesting opportunity that I hold very valuable because in an other, there would be probably no other way that our lives would interact, you right. know, would, would right. cross. 
And, you right. know, I've gotten the opportunity to to meet so many wonderful people in Texas and, and some from Atlanta and at the conferences and things like that, right. that you build a bond with people who are in the same art form as yourself that know the struggles, that know, right. you know, the, the, the times that you're doubting perhaps yourself and, right. and this right. improv journey. But we're all there to support each other and we're all there you know, with a goal of, of to keep going forward and to, you know, cause there's not a lot of people that, that we, we just did a show the other day and a person came up to me is like, I would never do that. I don't know how you guys <laughs> do it. I would never stand yeah. up there. Everybody looking at me. So people respect yeah. how difficult this is. So, yeah. so it's not like, um, um, like rocket science, but it certainly right. isn't something very easy either. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we are, John, we are about out of time. This has flown by. Um, I uh, can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you coming on. I've certainly enjoyed our chat very much. Well, thanks for having me. And I look forward to playing with you again. And thank you for the opportunity to talk a little bit about myself and my improv journey today. No problem, man. It's been great. Uh, Tell, tell your family, tell everybody I said, hey, up there in Milwaukee, and we'll talk to you later. Listeners, this has been the Fitch Sticks Podcast. We out. <laughs> <laughs>